Welcome to Taiwan Headlines, the take from Taichung, Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. The Hualien District Prosecutor's Office has indicted seven for offenses related to the Taroko Express train crash on April 2nd that killed 49 people and injured more than 200 others. The driver of the crane truck, which also owns a construction company, was indicted for negligence resulting in death and property damage, causing an accident involving a public transportation vehicle, fleeing the scene of an accident, document forgery, accounting fraud, and breaches of the Government Procurement Act. Another company had led their license to them so they could win the tender for the project which reportedly goes for about, at the market rate, 350,000 NT. Meanwhile, the families of those who died could each receive 15 million NT from a total of 1.06 billion collected by the Ministry of Health and Welfare in donations for the crash victims. To take responsibility for the accident, Transport Minister Lin Jialong's resignation has been accepted and will take effect on Tuesday. He will go back to Taichung, where he likely will busy himself with a foundation he founded after losing the mayoral election in 2018. There's also a decent chance he will work on reconnecting with key people in Taichung in preparation for running for mayor again in 2022. The European Economic and Trade Office in Taiwan director as the sole guest speaker at seventh in at the seventh installment of the KMT's International Democracy Salon series in Taipei gave his audience some very undiplomatic comments. The Taipei Times reported his remarks this way. As one of the oldest political parties in the world with the longest history of being active as a participant of political life in Taiwan, the KMT is now in a crucial phase of its development, he said. The party is probably now trying to reinvent itself to prove to voters that it's still relevant, he said, adding that he believes that the KMT needs new ideas. The EU's views on human rights could be very pract- be a very practical inspiration for the development of the KMT, he said. Yep, that's right. He said the KMT are old, irrelevant, need new ideas, and bizarrely, considering the KMT's past, should look to Europe for inspiration. I'm guessing they're not going to invite him back. A bid by the Canadian government to, on behalf of Beijing, to bully the Halifax International Security Forum into not awarding its 2020 leadership prize to President Tsai Ing-wen has blown up in their face. The bullying took place in a phone call between Deputy Defense Minister Jody Thomas and the Halifax Forum president after the Chinese embassy got in touch with the Canadian government. Thomas said that if the Tsai Award went forward, Canadian Defence Minister Harjit Sajjan would not participate in the forum and the funding relationship would be dissolved. During testimony to a Canadian parliamentary committee, Defence Minister Sajjan called the initial report absolutely false. It has, however, been confirmed by both Politico and the Washington Post, citing multiple sources. 
Outrage ensued, and the scandal quickly reached the top. Opposition conservative lawmaker Michael Chong slammed Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, saying, quote, the government's attempts attempt to silence those critical of China is shameful, and it plays right into China's desire to silence its critics abroad. To underscore the point, the House of Commons unanimously passed a resolution calling the Taiwan calling the Taiwanese president an ideal candidate for the McCain Prize, which is the name of the prize, and calling on the liberal government to continue funding the Halifax Forum even after it honors Tsai. Trudeau promised he would do so. A Chinese spokesperson then responded, quote, China deplores and rejects the wrong motion related to Taiwan passed by the Canadian House of Commons. So, this ham-fisted attempt to appease the Chinese Communist Party by threatening the forum to pull the award has made things worse. It has embarrassed the Canadian government, reminded the world why President Tsai deserves the, the award, united the House of Commons in support of Tsai and against Beijing, and in the end did nothing to appease the PRC. So why did the Canadian government do this in the first place at the behalf of the Canadian of the Chinese embassy? Well, because of the two Canadian hostages, the two mics that are being held in China. Here is how Josh Rogan in the Washington Post summed up the error of this. What does the taking of two Canadian citizens as hostages have to do with Taiwan? In reality, nothing. The linkage only exists because the Chinese Communist Party is using the issue to try to get concessions from Canada on any and every issue it feels secure about, and the list is long. A little bit further down in the piece, he asks, he adds, it's very common for the CCP to use whatever leverage it has over a government to try to link all the other issues it deems sensitive. The Canadian government's fundamental mistake was to go along with that linkage. But by letting the negotiations over the two mics constrain it on Taiwan, Ottawa was not only rewarding the hostage-taking, but also giving Beijing an incentive to never let the two Canadian citizens go free because the Chinese are getting so many interim benefits from the situation. Well put. All right, that's it for today's show. Be sure to hit like and subscribe. And I've got some big shows coming up on Taiwan Report News Brief, some deep analysis stuff. So uh, stick around for that. And of course, if you can, it's very much appreciated if you join us as a patron on patreon.com slash Taiwan Report. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw. Hey, I'm just like a Taiwan girl. I like my Taiwan girl.